Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And here we go. Welcome to Death Do Us Part podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. Welcome, y'all, once again. Guys, it's hot as balls outside. That it is. Like, it's it's ridiculous. That's why I'm not going outside. Yeah. We tried. Well, you and Jax did. We made it like a solid 15 minutes, and then both of us were like, no. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't even think that was 15 minutes. I don't think it It probably wasn't. I had my chair all the way down at the end of the yard under the tree so I could get the breeze and it was still, you know. No, it's ridiculous outside. It's too much. I'm too fat for this. (laughs) For real. Can't can't do it. You're still sweating. I am. (laughs) Were you watching Cops? Oh, my God. Like 17 episodes. That's what it looks like. For real. (laughs) Between the heat, the humidity, and the fucking hot flashes swass i'm gorgeous it's great yeah you're hot this is fucking terrible <laughs> mm-hmm. all right what do you got for us oh so you just want to like dive right in it well yeah okay so Why not? today we are going to be talking about bianca devins again never heard of her yeah i don't think um i do i don't think this one really made national news per se like cbs abc news yeah it was a huge social media issue though kind of like the last episode from two days ago no no that was a fitness app not social media oh yeah yeah. no this was like instagram and but no i I meant like it wasn't national right right yeah um, on social media, it was huge, but not not like ABC. CBS. Why on social media? Uh, I'll get to that. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So, um, trigger warning. This is maybe some graphic descriptions. Um, and just because I feel like I should. Um, possibly some domestic violence. Mm. So, just All a right. trigger warning. Where'd this one happen at? New York. Ah. All right. You ready? I'm ready. I'm still Go sweating. for it. Oh I know God. you are. Do you need a towel? Oh, my God. Jesus. It's like not even like glistening at this point. I'm like and sweating like a is, fucking dude. The fan is directly at you. It's on low. It shouldn't. It should be on higher. Anyways. All right. So Bianca Devins was born October 2nd, 2001 in Utica, New York. Mm-hmm. They're all babies. I know. Yeah. Makes me feel so old. Oh, my God. So her mom was 17 when she got pregnant with Bianca, and she had only been dating um, Bianca's dad for a couple months. Her name was Kim. His name was Mike, and they did at some point get married. She had a sister named Olivia, who they called Liv, who was born about two years after she was, and Bianca was very protective of her, quote, sissy, which I think is cute because that's what we call Leah for Jax. Yep. So in 2010, her parents split for the first time. Her mom, Kim, says that Mike was emotionally abusive. 
There was also multiple domestic incident related complaints. Um, as Bianca got older, she kind of bore the brunt of her dad's anger too, mm -hmm. which is pretty shitty. Yeah. In 2015, Mike left for good. Um, he maintained very little contact with both of his kids. Bianca said that she was relieved, but she also, in the same sense, felt abandoned. Yeah. Her mom said, quote, when he was in her life, he was a good dad. When he wasn't, he wasn't. He was out. So shortly after that, Bianca started to struggle with some mental illness. She went to middle school at Notre Dame Junior Senior High School. Mom said the only issue she really had prior to this was some separation anxiety in third grade. Yeah. But she had mostly gotten over it. And until middle school, really, had been kind of an extrovert and popular. Yeah. Adolescence changed all that. So mm. puberty. Yeah. Love it. Mm. Mom said she Your was... hormones. Yeah. Quote, she just lost interest in everything. Many people viewed her as shy and anxious. She was taken to a series of therapists, most of which were unable to help her. Hmm. Which, I don't know. Did she not want the help? Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's very hard with teenagers. It is. You know? It is. So in ninth... I mean... We like, have one. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so... I love when it's just crying out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> what's wrong? I don't know. Puberty and menopause in yeah, the same house is fucking God. glorious. God. Yeah. So in ninth grade, her mother, Kim, could no longer afford the tuition to the Notre Dame Junior Senior High School. So she was transferred to Thomas R. Proctor High School. Proctor. Proctor. She met a boy her freshman year by the name of Derek Ward. They soon started dating and bonded over their chaotic lives. Uh, those who knew her, though, said that she was a supported and kind-hearted friend. Mm. She was mildly eccentric and charming, but kind of, um, I don't know, chaotic in the sense that she did shit on a whim, like didn't think things through. Little things, like she would cut and dye her hair out of nowhere. Is that that chaotic? No, I mean, I don't think so. That's how it was explained, mm. but... Some of her behavior was concerning, though. She did have a tendency to lie about minor details of her life. She um, had made mention to someone that she was Jewish, um, also that she was of Asian descent, which she clearly was not. And she also would tell people... Just trying to be a dick? Just trying... I just... I don't know, because she could. That's I don't know. Well, whatever. Told people that uh, she was on the spectrum, too. Really? Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't... That's why her... It was concerning. Yeah. Because it was just, like, weird little things yeah, that, that is, she would lie about. Like, it's weird. not like she was like, oh, my parents are still married. She, I'm Asian and Jewish. You're, you're not. Like, yeah. So it's, it's like the weird things. Uh, it's kind of weird. I don't that know. Is. So while she was dating Derek, um, he said that she started to become paranoid about him talking to other girls. Like most teenage yes. girls. This led her to abruptly end things by cutting off all contact without explanation and pretty much ghosting him. And then she would disappear from school for weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. Now, this type of behavior 
was consistent with borderline personality disorder. She was officially diagnosed with that in 2018. However, she was exhibiting the behavior um, such as emotional instability, negative self-image, impulsive behavior, and fear of abandonment. Yeah. So by uh, her sophomore year, she really was no longer willing to leave the house. And around this time, she was diagnosed with PTSD. Really? Yeah, concerning her abandonment issues and her father being abusive. They equated the PTSD to that. In 2017, midway through her sophomore year, her mom actually enrolled her in homebound tutoring program so she could stay home. Yeah. Well, now she's home all day. So she further retreated into her little online world. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I learned about, um, like, a lot of platforms I didn't know about. That's why I do the tracking of our daughter's phone. I I mean, I had to Google what some of this shit was. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Parents, check your kids' phones. Check their calculators. Check. I mean, because there's calculator apps that are actually... Pictures. uh, Pictures, yeah. Yeah. There's calculator apps that are actually contacts. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, check the shit out of their, their phones. Yep. So... Yeah, I mean, and if you don't know, like, just Google, like, top teen apps. Mm-hmm. And, and it'll bring them all up. It'll bring them all up. That they Shit, can, ask us. Yeah. We'll tell you. Yeah. Um, because they, in, in God, 90% of the investigations I handled. Had to do with social media. I mean, they don't communicate in regular text Mm-mm. messages. They don't. It's on Messenger or some kind of Snapchat. App. Yeah, and we would be doing search warrants to, you know, different companies to try to get, you know, the conversations. So, but yeah, it's, I, I can't stress that enough. Parents, you need to go through your kids' mm-hmm. phones. Yeah. Uh, it's huge. Yeah. Because there's there's so much, like I just pointed out, and that's exactly, Mark was right. That's why he checks her phone versus me, because there's so much online shit that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I don't know how to use fucking TikTok. Yeah. Simple things like that. We couldn't upload to YouTube and our eight-year-old was going to show us how. I mean, <laughs> right. like, I don't know all of it. Right. So, so she ended up further retreating into her online world. She was on Tumblr, which I vaguely remember, and created an elaborate variety of identities. And they would all vary with race, ethnicity, and gender. Hmm. So she, it was like, I don't know. She was like part teen girl experimentation, seeing what she could do. No. And I feel like it was part of a safeguard from harassment because it's not her. You know, she can't get made fun of if it's not her. No. But then she was almost kind of marketing herself too. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because you get so many followers on Instagram and YouTube. Like, you become an Insta... I forgot what they fucking call it. But, um, like, a YouTuber. And you can... You have a following. Like, yeah. it's a cult following, almost. Yeah. You make money, eventually. Right. And, you know... But Which is 100% what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. But... No shit. Yeah. We're not creating... <laughs> anime people yeah but yeah it's it's like a thing to become popular and get as many followers as you can it is and uh, going back on the apps 
like with your kids, they don't realize that, you know, like Snapchat, yeah, that stuff is gone. Um, it's not. It's it's all saved. Everything so, comes back with a warrant. Yeah. When we would do search warrants, uh, we get all that. And I, I can't tell you how many times, you know, these poor girls, I mean, pictures you don't want out there. It, it, right. It'll come back to haunt you. Yeah. So that's why you got to stress to the kids, too. I mean, it is... It's not deleted. <laughs> they, they're out there. So how was that vape? That that was oh a God. that I, was a deep one. I you hate suck you that thing sometimes, good. like for real. <laughs> that was a long, like minute oh long. <sighs> well, I figured while you were talking, I would take advantage. <laughs> um, all right, so she would create um, different personas that would best suit who she was talking to or what community she was talking to. Yeah. Really just to keep them interested. Yeah. However, the persona that got the most attention was most similar to Bianca herself. It was a sweet, shy, and nerdy, but beautiful young girl who was very, very sad. She gained notoriety on uh, sites such as 4chan, and R9K. Have you heard of those? No. Okay. So they're anonymous image board communities. I had to Google that because I'm old and I didn't know what that meant. So it's a forum that revolves around publishing images and text that originated in Japan in 2003. These groups on these websites, 4chan and, and R9K, are predominantly male. Mm-hmm. which means the girls garner large followings in a short amount of time. Mm. However, the most popular girls uh, have mental illness and are very young. So it's like a predatory. Yeah. yeah. One of her online friends, Chloe Frazier, was quoted as saying, because we're so lonely in real life and have issues that prevent us from being socially fulfilled in other ways, we stay in these communities and it's hard for us to get out. An online friend. Yeah. Like. She didn't have friends. I'm not trying to blame mom, but like, I mean, this is kind of why, like, we were pushing Mm -hmm. Leah to, you got to do something. Right, right. You got to find some activity. I get you're not into sports. Right. I get, like. you know. And I'm not I'm not saying we're the best parents ever. But right. Like, but like, I mean, full disclosure, speaking as somebody who's been diagnosed with mental illness, I really struggle with mental illness being diagnosed in preteens, adolescents and teenagers, because it's very hard to tell whether it's a hormonal issue yeah. versus a mental health issue. I mean, unless it's right out there, like a paranoid schizophrenia kind yeah. of thing. But I feel like some of the things that the kids are going through now is the same shit that we went through as teenagers. Oh, my God. Going on calls, parents would call on their kids for not going to school. Yeah. And, oh, my my kid is on medicine for this. Right. And, that. and well, that's you, the other thing. That, like, no. Right. It's, it's just. Slap them on the ass. Tell them to get his shit. Right. And go. And now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there are not teenagers with mental illness. I'm not. No, I'm not right. saying that at all. Right. But it's it's very hard because any type of antipsychotic, antidepressant medication that you would put an adult on 
you put teenagers on it and it increases suicidal ideations. Yeah. It, it increases their depression. I mean, I, I was put on. Young. Uh, yeah. I was put on it at a young age. And mm-hmm. that's no. And again, I will stress, I'm not saying that teenagers can't have it. They absolutely 100% can. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with medicating your teenager either. That's 100% a parental decision and a doctor's decision. I'm not not wearing my judgy pants today. I'm just saying. It's fact that it does increase the symptoms, essentially, of what you're trying to treat. Yeah. So these image boards... um, they like I said, they originated in Japan, so they were kind of like anime based. Yeah. And they were um, the girls were called e girls, which is really just a description of like how they looked and then being young and you know like cosplay. Kinda, yeah. yeah. But then e girl eventually became like a derogatory term, kind of meaning like online slut, basically. Yeah. So in these image boards, too, um, there were what they call orbiters, okay. which are older male devotees. Now, it became quite common and quite popular on these image boards for the orbiters to idolize these young girls and then become obsessed with them. I can see that. They happening. were almost like dangerous sugar daddies for yeah. teenagers. You know, there, there was reports of them giving these girls money and drugs and shit like that to get them to like stay online which is it's Uh, it's, that's weird the online world like yeah i mean it's it's a different world it's weird like cam girls and stuff yeah like i i i don't get it to each his own but like oh maybe we could do the cam girl case maybe i'll do that one but I don't get it. I don't like, either. Go to a strip club or something. Yeah. Like, well, and on this, find like, a girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, they don't want to. They can be who they want to be online. Yeah, but it's you just, know, you're paying all this money for it, your a, hand, it, essentially. Your exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, but I mean, with this, with these types of forums, these, um, the anonymous image boards, they. It was it was young girls and older men, and I well that wasn't really the point of them when they came out. That's what happened essentially. That's what they led to. Yeah. So uh, Bianca actually was well known for personally engaging frequently with her orbiters. So she did have quite a few. There wasn't a lot of details on some. Yeah. Just one in particular. So. In August of 2017, Bianca ran away to Long Island to see a boyfriend. This was a, a guy she had met online. Ugh. And because he's truly an idiot, I'm not going to mention his name because okay. he's a dipshit. When she found out the police were looking for her, she ran in front of a car. What? Yep. She, that caused her to be institutionalized in Nassau County for five days. So did she get injured? No. Mm-mm. No, like her stop, thank God. Oh, okay. So she she had a toxic relationship with this guy. Yeah. He struggled. He was he was older than her, obviously. Um, he struggled with bipolar and substance abuse, but he tend to stalk Bianca and would hack into all of her social media. Mm. 
When she broke up with him, he retaliated by sharing sexually explicit content to people on Discord, which is another website. There you go. Your pictures. Yep. So Bianca got pissed, told her mom, and they went and filed the police report. However, Bianca then felt bad, went back to dude, and refused to cooperate with the investigation. Hmm. She then subsequently ran away three more times to be with him between August of 2017 and July of 2018. And how old is she at this point? And at this point, she's ooh, 16. Okay. I could be I, I could be wrong. But around 16. Around 16. Uh. Yeah, because she was she was 17. Maybe she was 15 when this happened. So. Between 15 and 16, when she was dating this online douchebag, okay? Yeah. So she was seeing counselors and therapists. Um, She had mentioned to a counselor that she had fantasies about going to the top of a parking garage and jumping from the roof. Hmm. So they um, 1096'd her, clearly. That means they put a mandatory psychiatric hold on her. Mm -hmm. And she ended up spending a month in a residential psych hospital in Pinefield, New York. Okay. So during this time, she actually was doing well. Um, She stayed for a a while. She told her mom that this was the first time in years that she felt like she had friends, which is sad. But if, listen, it seemed to be helping. Yeah. Or so they thought. Uh, as soon as she got released. Yeah, you, what a tease. What? I was like, oh, and then you're like, yeah. or so yeah. they thought. It was, it was a big tease, yeah. Thanks, Dick. Uh, as soon as she got released, she ran away to Long Island again. Uh. Yep. So Kim then placed her on what's called a person's in need of supervision hold, which is a thing in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a lockdown for teenagers, um, adults, depending on the situation, elder adults. What is it like out here, like a 72-hour no, hold? No, no. We don't have anything like this out here. This is essentially, um, it. I don't want to say house arrest because you can leave the house, but you, you do have to wear an ankle monitor. You have to wear a GPS really? device, yes. And it's you have to petition the courts to yeah. get this, which obviously the courts felt that she needed it because she kept fucking running away to Long Island. So she had to wear a monitor bracelet. That's crazy. Just kind of off subject, but so they're going to put an ankle monitor on a runaway. Mm-hmm. And in Cook County, where I worked, they have fucking murders right. and armed robbers and kidnappers released right now on <clears throat> fucking ankle No brace. cash. Yeah. Ankle bracelets. Yep. That's our fucking county for you. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonder why Chicago is becoming a shithole. Right. So in July of 2018, she violated the person's in need of supervision hold and cut the fucking monitor off. Guess what she did? What? Ran away to Long Island again. Dude. Yes. In October of 2018, she was placed in another residential facility called St. Anne Institute. Per mom, uh, this was the best thing that ever happened to Bianca. She was receiving cognitive behavioral therapy aimed at reducing suicidal ideations, which is suicidal thoughts, in case anybody doesn't know, and self-destructive behavior. Okay. It worked. They think. I mean, by all accounts, she was doing great. 
She was released in February of 2019. She returned to high school and she graduated. Wow. Okay. Even Bianca felt that her mental health had drastically improved. Hmm. So she's no longer speaking to douchey douche in Long Island. Yeah. She's still on the internet, though. She's still very involved in her online world. Yeah. Mom is quoted as saying, and we were finally coming out on the other end, and then he took her from us. Oh, boy. In spring of 2019, Bianca met Brandon Clark on social media. He's a 21-year-old male from Syracuse, which is about an hour away from where she lived. Yeah. Brian was born into an unstable household on October 6th, 1997, as Brandon Andrew Clark. His father repeatedly abused his mother, so that's all he saw. Yeah. When he was 12, his father held his mother hostage at knife point for 10 hours because he thought she was cheating on him. Jesus. With Brian in the home. Uh. Father went to prison. And mom was later arrested on unrelated charges. So Brian was put into foster care. Mm. So his upbringing is. Do you you're, are you setting him up? Yeah. Did he even have a chance? Right. You know, as a child, he was described as nerdy and polite. His childhood friend said that Brandon was a relatively normal child, but he was obsessive. Mm-hmm. The two were very close. Until this friend found out that Brandon had developed an obsession with a lolicon, which is, is it's a Japanese manga featuring young girls. The fuck is a manga? It's like the the website thing. I told you there were so many things that I had to fucking Google. Yeah. This whole anime. Anime? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what it was. So it's like, it's not, it's like the dark side of anime. Almost. It's weird. I, 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 I don't get it. I don't either. Uh, but he was 16 texting a 12-year-old. Uh, yeah. So when this friend confronted Brandon, he responded with, quote, Trust me, you're all better off not being concerned with the shit I do or think of doing because you, you won't like what you see. Mm. Uh, the friend stated that he never spoke to him again. Jesus. Yeah. Mm. So they became friends online and later met in person because, again, he's only an hour away. Yeah. You know. He went to her high school graduation party. When her mom, Kim, met him, she said she found him charming and polite. So mom knows about him. Mom knows about him. Yes. Wow. Yes. He would come to the house all all the time after they met in person. He was at their house repeatedly, and he put on a very good fucking front in front of mom, apparently, because she really did think that he was a nice kid. Right. She had no problems with... Her younger daughter. I mean, they weren't, she wasn't that much younger, but she had, she really didn't have any problem with her younger daughter hanging out with him, you know? Yeah. So by all accounts, Bianca was very, very clear to Brandon about the nature of their relationship. Mm -hmm. She was very aware that he wanted more, but she did not. And she told her mom that she really had no desire to date him. He would occasionally call himself her boyfriend, despite her always saying otherwise. And he would say it online. He would say it in front of her. Her mom even heard it once or twice and kind of thought it was odd, but didn't think anything of it. Just thought, well, this kid wants to date her. So, you know. So Bianca then complained to her friend Chloe about his creepy and obsessive messages, which Chloe said, quote, are very easy to ignore after you get so many of them. It's very common with orbiters, apparently. 
There is no evidence that Brandon was being abusive, although he appeared to be obsessive when it came to Bianca, which he was. He saved photos of her. He stalked her social media. And it was suggested by one of his friends, and there's no no proof of this, but it was a a suggestion, that Brandon was sexually exploiting Bianca when they were high. Mm. He would bring her... Uh, he repeatedly supplied her drugs so she'd hang out with him in person. Yeah. Now, to Bianca, he just he appeared as just another orbiter. Yeah. And like I said earlier, this is very common within this community for orbers, orbiters to exhibit this kind of persistent, very boundary-crossing behavior. Right. It's very normal, apparently. So not knowing the extent of Brandon's behavior towards Bianca, Kim did not see a reason to say no when Bianca asked if she could go to a concert with him. Uh, the, the stipulation was that if she went, she had to come straight home yeah. afterwards. So not a big deal. She's 17 at yeah. this point. So it was a Nicole Dollenganger concert at Trans Pecos, which is a small venue in Queens. Mm-hmm. Bianca was beyond thrilled. This was the first concert that she was allowed to attend by herself. Sorry, I need a drink. Not a real drink, but... Gulp, 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 gulp. You're going to make me spit out. (laughs) So, when Bianca and Brandon got to this concert, they met with a third person whose handle was... I don't know how to say this. O-I-P-U. O-I-P-U. I don't know. That was his um, name on the image boards. And they did. OIP on you? Uh, oh, my God. No. They did say his um, his name. And I, I told myself to write it down. And you didn't. And I didn't. Oh, damn it. You yes. failed. It's, it's either Anthony or Andy. You failed. Or Adam. I don't know. It starts with an A. So this this guy... We'll call him Adam, just for giggles, because I can't say his handle. (laughs) Yeah. He was a longtime presence on the image boards and had known Bianca and Brandon, both of them, through these. Um, Him and Bianca were were part of the same online communities, but they're pretty sure that this was the first time they met in person. So she was absolutely gushing about dude on Discord, which... I didn't even bother looking up, but it's, again, one of the yeah. those funky sites. She kept saying, you know, he smelled good. He's perfect. I'm in love. Mm. So she liked him. Yeah. So according to the police, Bianca kissed, what did I say I was going to call him? Adam? Yeah. Bianca kissed Adam when Brandon went to get rolling papers. Mm. However, Brandon apparently witnessed this kiss. Uh-oh. After this, uh, the concert and the kiss, Adam was posting on Discord that Brandon's behavior had turned nasty and combative. He also posted that Bianca had given him his very first kiss. So around the time that Bianca should have been returning home, Brandon was driving and pulled off on a dark road and confronted her. In the car. Oh, his name is Alex. I did write it down. So it's Alex, not Adam. Good job. Yay. So (laughs) I retract Adam and I replace it with Alex. Good job. I'm a dipshit. (laughs) (laughs) So Brandon confronted Bianca in his car about the kiss and Alex. 
Yeah. Bianca apologized, but basically was like, dude, we're not in a fucking relationship. Yeah. Like, sorry you had to see that and it bothered you, but you're not my fucking boyfriend. Right. Like, you can't, you can't really say anything. Yeah. He was very much not happy with this answer. It caused him to start assaulting her in the car. So this is a trigger warning where it's going to get kind of graphic. Yeah. He then eventually sliced her throat with a long knife that he had hidden in his car seat. Jesus. She was damn near decapitated. Jesus Christ. I told you I'm a dipshit. (laughs) So she was nearly decapitated, which you can... You can see the pictures online. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are blurred out. The, the wound itself is blurred out. Yeah. However, you can find ones that aren't. And it's, it's bad. It's bad. I've seen them. I um, showed you. Did I show you? I, I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah it's pretty bad. Yeah. So she died in the car unfortunately, parked on Post Street, which was this dead-end, deserted road about a mile from her her high school. Okay. So Brandon left her body in the car and went into the uh, wooded area around there and started a bonfire. Because, I mean, why not? Right. Time for s'mores. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marshmallows. Yeah. So, excuse me. And that didn't help. Yeah. My vape. <clears throat> Would you st- It's not always my fucking vape. God. Are you done? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. <laughs> On July 14th, 2019, at 6.03 a.m., a message was posted to Bianca's server on Discord. It was a picture of Bianca with her throat brutally cut, her face and her chest covered in blood, Followed by the text, quote, sorry, fuckers, you're going to have to find somebody else to orbit. Oh, shit. So the pictures could have been mistaken for a low budget gore production, which one of her online friends stated, quote, I didn't have an immediate reaction. I thought it was literally gore. What the fuck? And I mean, I guess when you when you look at the picture. Yeah. I don't know how to say this without sounding like a dick, so I'll just say it. Unless you've seen dead eyes before, yeah. it, it would look fake. It would look fake. Wow. So he actually posted he, those. Everywhere. Oh, wow. It gets, it gets worse. That's why they're all over. That's why you can still find them. Jesus. Her sister is later quoted as saying that she still receives them. Oh, Like God. people send her these fucking pictures. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. So... A lot of people on the server thought the same thing as Erica, that it was just gore. And like I said, I guess at first glance, that's that's what you would think. Yeah. Almost like it's a mannequin. Yeah, right. So someone on the server, though, did a reverse image search and then asked the original poster where the photo was from. And the response to that was, quote, my fucking car. I fuck Bianca, dumbass. Ooh, Jesus. He then, brutal. Yeah, he then told followers to subscribe to the YouTuber PewDiePie, which was the site also um, cited by the Christchurch mosque shooter. Wow. Yeah. 
so I didn't look up the YouTube because the little one can see my yeah. yeah. There's actually also a video that Brandon created um, that showed the time before and during the murder. Yeah. Didn't post it. Thank God. Yeah. At 7.21 a.m., Utica Police Department started getting calls from all over the country. Wow. Reporting a disturbing picture of a female that was named Bianca Michelle Devins, and the picture had been posted on Discord. Man. At approximately 7.30, Brandon also called 911. He said, quote, my name is Brandon. The victim is Bianca Michelle Devins. I'm not going to stay on the phone long because I still need to do the suicide part of the murder-suicide. And then hung up. What a nut. He also told the dispatcher where he was, that they were on Post Street. Yeah. And that he was an organ donor. He posted multiple pictures on his Instagram story. I don't think he really wanted to kill himself. He would have did it. Mm. I don't know. We'll get there. Hang on. So he then he posted a a photo of her bloody arm and chest with the text, quote, I'm sorry, Bianca. He then posted a picture of a dark road that says, quote, here comes hell. It's redemption, right? Jesus. And another photo of his bloody arm with his hand pointing towards a green tarp with the text again stating, quote, I'm sorry, Bianca. He changed his bio on all of his social media accounts, making the the date, which was the July 14th, yeah. um, the date of his death. Uh, see, again, like he's taking too much time doing this. If you're going to kill yourself, you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. Well, his mother later stated that he left her a message on Facebook saying that he was sorry and he loved her. He called many family members in between the time that this happened and the time he called 911. Yeah. So all this is happening before he called 911, the posting of the pictures. and He called many family members um, and left like a suicide note type message on his aunt's voicemail. Yeah. Then, he, you know, then he called the 911. Do you know what it said? The message? No. Yeah. So the police arrived shortly after he called. And when they pulled up, they saw spray painted on the concrete, may you never forget me. What the fuck? Brandon was laying on a green tarp that Bianca's body was under. So he was essentially laying on top of her body. Mm. He then stabbed himself in the neck while live streaming and taking pictures. Jesus Christ. He posted one of himself covered in blood with a large wound to his neck and the caption, quote, ashes to ashes. Now, this was not some little, like, meh, like the dude who tried to cut his neck with the fucking corkscrew. Yeah. This guy sliced his fucking throat. Gaping, gaping sliced his fucking throat. Like, probably just missed the carotid. Yeah. And he live streamed it? He live streamed it. Is it still out there? No, but there's a picture of him um, after he sliced his throat. Mm. Yeah. It's, I mean, he, he did some damage. Wow. So he ended up, he, he was taken into custody, but then rushed to the hospital where he yeah. went in for emergency surgery. Yeah. So they did find knives, ropes, and multiple tube tools. Jesus. 
at the scene suggesting premeditation. Yeah. So this wasn't like he just snapped in the car because she fucking kissed somebody. Right. So he was, like I said, transported to the hospital, went into surgery, but he did survive. Now, he was soon charged with second-degree murder and pled not guilty. Why would they charge him with second-degree? I mean, yeah, if, if they found all that stuff in his car and the premeditation is there, the intent. I don't understand why he would, like, why wouldn't it be first degree? Yeah. Because there is intent, right? Yeah. yeah. I One mean, would think. The, yeah. And the prosecution, I mean, if all, again, all the evidence in his car, uh, I mean, I, I would think that shows the intent right there. I couldn't. And I couldn't find anywhere why they charged him with second degree. Yeah. Couldn't find it anywhere. Um, now, I asked Tony, and he explained to me that sometimes they charge him with whatever they can charge him with to be, you know, from the get-go. Yeah. And then they'll bump the charges later. So if they think they're going to get an indictment on just second degree murder right away, they'll charge him with that initially. Yeah. And then switch it. Yeah. The, I mean, that happens all the time here. There's your second shout out, Tony. (laughs) Kate wants to come be a guest too. So we'll have to figure that out. But yeah, that happens all the time here too. I mean, when we would go to the grand jury. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. You, you, cause you want to make sure that you're going to get at least something. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to find that picture for you. So February 10th of 2010, Brandon actually changed his plea to guilty. He said that he did this to spare the victim's family the pain of experiencing the evidence that would come out in trial. Yeah, I mean, what, what's what, not guilty? Yeah, Dude, you right. live streamed everything. You took you, pictures. Yeah, um, you posted everything, and yeah. then you live streamed. I, There's quite a bit of proof that you um, actually did it. I would think your defense attorney is going to say, hey, uh, you're going to lose this one. Yeah. So he, again, I I always find it funny how the guys who are actually guilty have such issues with their fucking attorneys. So he, on July 28th of 2020, this was supposed to be his actual sentencing hearing. Mm -hmm. However... Brandon argued, and he wanted to change his guilty plea back to non-guilty. Not guilty, excuse me. Uh, Go figure, right? Yeah. So he testified that a large amount of evidence was missing, and had he known, he would not have changed his plea. He was also told that he could change his plea at any time, and he was coerced into the guilty plea. He said that he understood that using an extreme emotional distress uh, defense could lower his charges to manslaughter, which is fucking bullshit, if you ask me. Yeah, it is. But did not realize that he could not use that as a defense if he pled guilty. Right. This is Now, this is what he's saying the day of his court hearing. They pulled the transcripts from his February 10th court appearance where he changed his plea to guilty. Yeah. Because the judge was like, are, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, you did it. We know you did it. Yeah. So... <clears throat> He stated the day that he changed his plea, quote, I think I need...
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I need to realize what I did I can't undo as much as I want to, and I need to face it. And I apologize to all the people who knew and loved her. I apologize to everyone affected by this. Which goes along with the, he didn't want the family to, you know, bear the brunt of the details. Which he had put on fucking social media. Yeah. So, you're not, like, you're not the hero here, dude. No. So. You're not. Yeah. So, he, they pulled the transcripts and... They proved in those transcripts that he did understand what yeah. changing his plea meant. And he did understand that if he pled guilty, he could not use the emotional distress defense. Right. right. And his attorney was like, listen, I fucking explained all this to him. I didn't yeah. course him into shit. Yeah. Like, we told him, you might want to plead guilty. Otherwise, you know, if you plead guilty, we can see what your sentence might be. Exactly. If you go to a jury trial, we can't. No. We can't guarantee and that. And it's going to be fucking higher. Right. So they explained that pleading guilty would make his sentence 25 years. You go to a jury trial, you you could get life. Yep. Are those birds chirping outside? I think so. I hear something chirping. Yeah. It's either, yeah. Fuck. One of them will fly into the window soon yeah, enough. Give I know. it time. So I apologize if you guys hear birds chirping. I mean, at least it's birds. It could be worse. Yeah. So, clearly, his February 10th court appearance was contradicting his current testimony, 100%. In March 2020, he was, or excuse me, March 2021, after his uh, appeal to change his guilty plea back to non-guilty was denied, he was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Now, Still uh, not enough. No. God, not even a little bit. Mm -mm. So a month prior, though, to his February 10th appearance, he was charged with first degree promoting prison contraband after corrections officers found a sharpened toothbrush shank Shank. in his possession during uh, a search in December. As part of his guilty plea, though, those charges were dropped. So don't tell me you didn't fucking understand what was happening. You knew exactly what was happening. (laughs) Dipshit. So, the images of Bianca's body were widely shared on social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. How fucking terrible. Within hours. Hours. These pictures were fucking everywhere. That's fucking terrible. They gained traction on the website 4chain with hundreds of posts praising Brandon for committing, quote, another 4chain murder. They mocked Bianca's previous usage and image online. Fuck you. How fucking terrible. Yeah. You know, and then some of these companies that are out of the, uh, like, a different country, Mm -hmm. they don't comply to United States, like, any of our search warrants. Nope. So Snapchat, uh, years ago, I believe it was Canadian. Really? And we had issues getting information back from snapchat but then that changed um but 
remember I had a case where it was like some pornographic yeah. videos got uploaded mm-hmm. to some porn sites and one of the sites complied and then the others were other countries so I couldn't do shit about it. Is this when you had to tell your chief that you were Googling Pornhub? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I did because I, I mean. Me and Lugo were bored. <laughs> yeah. So these dick bags. I a fucking virus on my computer from, you know. Yeah, oh, my God. So these these dick bags thought Brandon was great because it, they, you know, this is where they started calling her the e-girl, where yeah. it's like a, the derogatory term. Yeah. Uh, Facebook and Instagram actually removed all of Brandon's accounts to try and help spread, stop the spread, excuse me, of the photos. Facebook blacklisted any hashtags associated with the photos and Discord shut down Brandon's server. I got to say, like, Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram, they are a lot better now. Now. Because... Now, yeah, not so many issues. Yeah. And well, and I like honestly with Facebook, think Facebook, like even in Chicago, there were a lot of live streaming, mm-hmm. um, people getting shot, you know, on live streams. Yeah, so, a lot. Yeah, a lot. So I, I gotta say, f- Facebook is a lot better now. Now, they do speculate that one of the reasons that these social media platforms are so diligent now is because they, after her murder, um, her mom really pushed for something that's called Bianca's Law. Yeah. And now it requires these social media platforms to have specific people searching for these types of photos and hashtags and posts and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Anything to do with, with violence. Yeah. So, um, like I said, her sister was getting these pictures still sent to her. All the time. People were putting it as their fucking profile picture. What's the uh, one site where you sell stuff? eBay? No. You could sell stuff on there and meet up. Oh, um, just like the marketplace things. Yeah, there, there was one in particular, though, that uh, my partner and I, Lugo, um, there's your shout out, Lugo, um... They were great. They were based out of California. Um, and there was a group it. that was doing some ro- armed robberies. Yeah, I can't think of it. And, I mean, they were we were on the phone with them, and they were giving us play-by-play where, the you know. I remember that. Yeah, so some of these companies are a lot better now. Well, and like I said, I th- they speculate that a lot of it has to do with this. Um, yeah. A man by the name of, or excuse me. A woman by the name of Hanny Farid was a professor, professor at the University of California, Berkeley. Uh, research focused on digital forensics and image analysis. Yeah. She claimed that Instagram and other companies had the tools to deal with the spread of, of these photos mm-hmm. and that their inaction bordered criminal despite a strictly legal perspective saying otherwise. These pictures stayed up for four days. Oh, that's... Yeah. Four solid days. I agree with her. So that's, now there's, yeah, now there's Bianca's law. So that's, that's bullshit. Now, Brandon's biological mother comes out of the fucking woodworks because mm-hmm. she's a stellar woman, right? Yeah. Um, she criticized the prosecution for portraying him as a manipul- manipulative monster. Then what the fuck is he? Well, right. 
I'm, I'm sorry, nurture versus nature here. Yeah. She said that his internet history did not relate to the plot of murder, but related to plans of committing suicide. Do you want to know what he searched? How to find a carotid artery, how to incapacitate or kill someone, and there were general searches for choking and hanging. Yep, just, yeah. yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. So now this crime has actually been repeatedly discussed as a domestic violence against women case caused by toxic masculinity. Misogyny, am I saying that right? Sure. It's the, basically the, the hate of women yeah. is what it means. Was seen by some as relevant to the context of Bianca's death. Yeah. Clark's actions following Bianca's death have been interpreted as him demonstrating control. Yeah. His behavior fits the profile of other violent male offenders. And just think how many more are yeah. out there. They suspected uh, that he God. felt emasculated when she turned him down and when he, you know, she kissed the other dude. Yeah. And that he wanted to show her his control and his strength. And that's why he did it. Well, yeah. he's just a nut job, plain and simple. Yes. Yes. So that is the terrible story of. Bianca Devins and social fucking media. And like I said, Mm. I, you have to do a little bit of searching because they, I mean, they're hidden. They're hidden pretty well. Yeah. Um, and while I don't know what it didn't know what an image board was, I really can find some dark corners of the fucking internet. Yeah. You do a good job. So I'm trying to find that one picture for you, but I mean, but I guess moral of this story is watch your kids, watch your kids, get involved they have no privacy in your house Mm-mm. check their phones i mean i'm not saying we're the greatest parents ever i mean i mean our- we clearly demonstrate that we are yeah. not <laughs> just saying calling our kids assholes and stuff but they're assholes I, but you've got to check up on them you have to yeah you know so don't concern yourself with being their friend no no and that's I feel so so many parents nowadays, that's their biggest concern, mm-hmm. trying to be best friends instead of a parent. And now I'm not, I'm not victim shaming in any way, shape, or form, but I wonder if the outcome could have been different if her social media and, you know, her, her computer history would have been known. Yeah. Maybe it would have made a difference because her mom obviously didn't know the extent of his treatment of her because he did most of it online and when she met him he was just a sweet little guy and she didn't think anything of it no so and i mean if mom probably didn't even know what to look for i mean i I, I don't i I had to be taught right a lot of this stuff yeah you know you know, I I had no clue on some of the cases. And I still I don't. To, yeah, I had to call the other guys and, you know, ask for help and what the fuck is this? And I, Again, we were going to have our eight-year-old teach us how to upload on YouTube. So, <laughs> right. I mean, I definitely don't know what to look for. So, uh, I didn't even know that sites called 4chan and RNNK fucking existed. Oh, there's so many sites. Yeah. So many sites. So, I really don't. I mean, all you got to do is just Google teenage you know uh teenage apps talk you know messenger or whatever and it it'll pop them all up yeah here so here's one of the 
That's the one that just says, I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So like example, I'm showing Mark some of these pictures because I didn't show him all of them and we will not be posting these pictures, these no. particular pictures. Um, I'm on like page seven of an internet search history. So they're, they're there, but they're, they're hidden and I'm not promoting them. I'm not saying you should absolutely go look for them, but if you're anything like me, you're going to want to see them. Yeah. It's, it's simple. Man. Yeah. What a sad story. Very sad story because she really seemed to have been doing so much better. And yeah. she was really, I don't want to say getting it together, but she was kind of finding her way, you know, finally for the first time. And yeah. he, yeah. Well, I feel like for girls like that, age range like 13 or even maybe a little younger 12 to yeah 17 and she was 17 at the time of her death yeah you know kind of looking kind of struggling at that age it's it's fucking hard it's hard to be a girl at that age you know and i'm not saying it's not hard to be a boy at that age i just don't know what it's like to be a boy no but i get it more seeing our daughter right you know i mean i feel like it makes you Something minor to her, you know, is something so, minor to us. Or, is yeah, something minor to us is earth-shattering. Huge. You know, her. she'll come tell me something, and I'm just like, huh, like, okay, it's not a big deal. And, but to her, and she's like in tears, hundred percent to yeah, her, like pissed off, and you know, it's the hormones going, and it, it makes you kind of realize like how you acted as a teenager. Yeah, I've I've asked my mom flat out like really did i do this and she's like oh fucking tenfold yes so i mean well i know how i was i hit a lot yeah so it's 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 hard it's a hard age to navigate as a person being that age it's a hard age to navigate as being parents because you don't you don't want to isolate your children no but on the other hand you do yeah you know it's like a catch-22 you don't want to be too overprotective where they're going to hide stuff. But you want to wrap them in fucking bubble wrap so yeah. nobody like these people can get to them. Yeah. It's hard. It's a hard. There's it, there's not really, I don't feel like there's a happy medium. Right. Somebody's always pissed off. And knock on wood, um, I, you know, I feel we're lucky. I mean. We are. Because as much as we say that our kids are assholes, our kids are, they're fucking great. They yeah. really are. And they, Leah opens up to me and to, which i love yeah she, and she's she's a great fucking kid she really is she's we've always told her if you get yourself in a situation that you can't get yourself out of call us and she has and she has she has so i i thank god for the fact that she trusts us enough to to actually do that yeah and jacks we already know he he's mine yes. he's sewn to my hip so but I mean, he's so sensitive and caring. Right. And right. I mean, they they really are good kids. Yeah. It doesn't change the fact that we're we're gonna go through their phones and their rooms and their dressers and right. their backpacks. You and... still gotta be a parent. Mm-hmm. You still yeah. gotta be a parent. But well. So that's our sad story today. Yeah. That was a good episode. Yeah. That so was interesting. Yeah, because it's not not really when you heard. No, and I I think people should. 
Yeah, I, I feel know, like this is definitely parents. one that needed to be heard. Yeah, I think parents should hear this. Right, because there was so much going on in her, you know, quote, internet life that her mom had no idea about. And again, how the, how would her mom know? Yeah. You know, you, you think that there's walls up and, you know, she's only 15. How can she do that? They don't give a fuck how old you are on the right. internet. No. All you got to do is click a button that says, yes, you're over the age of 18. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, this one was sad. So he's he's in jail now for 25 years, which to me is not is, long enough. No. Is he eligible for parole? No, he's 25 years to life. Well, okay, so I'm sorry. He is after a minimum of 25 years. That's... So there's no parole eligibility date for him. Okay. So he... Not that I could find. But he's got to do 25. He has to do a minimum of 25 years. It's still... No. He, that puts him at um, 46. Yeah. So he can still have a life. 46. Yeah. That's bullshit. He's going to get out. You're right. He can still get out and get married and, God forbid, have fucking children yeah. and... Yeah. Or do this again. Yeah. Or, God forbid, do it to his own kids. Yeah. Abuse his kids. Hopefully somebody, like, puts the picture of her on a fucking billboard... For yeah. his parole hearing and takes it in there. Yeah. Hopefully her mom is still around. That, yeah, know, that she can. I'm sure her sister can. will. Her sister is very, yeah. she's a big advocate well, for her. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully her sister I mean, can. fuck, I'll go to his goddamn parole hearing with this picture. Yeah. Because like I said, it's. it's. We could take a road trip. Yeah. Fuck it's, it. It's frightening. Yeah, um, those, those pictures are pretty bad and that's that's pretty sad. That For us to say that. I mean, yeah, but it's pretty sad that it, they're so accessible like that. They are. And that's, I mean, like I said, you you have to do a little bit of digging, but you can find them. Yep. That's you can find them. It took me six or seven minutes to find them. I'm telling you people, the, you, you, pictures, ugh, they don't they go don't delete, away. Right. They, they are saved. They are saved in a server. Which is sad, because you would hope that these would be erased. But I guess, so the way people were doing it was they were, you know, they were getting banned. But if you crop a photo or edit a photo in any way, it's now a new photo. So that's what yeah. they were doing. Like a photo would get banned, so somebody would crop the original photo and repost it. Because it becomes a, a new picture at that point. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's sad. So, very sad. Poor Bianca. Um, mm. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. All right. I wanted to do this one, yeah, because the the social media and the internet stuff. Yeah, no, that was a good choice. So. Um, any business for us? A little bit. Uh, I guess. So, Tony really liked the nugget that we did. It oh. was a nice little just, you know, quick to the point. Yeah. So, I think we're going to do some nuggets, do some more. I'm cool with that. Um, I, I kind of enjoyed it, too. Just a little short. Yeah. little something. And I'll do that on the ones that, like, I can't really find out a lot about. Yeah. Because I'll be 100% honest with you. I like taking a story that somebody knows about and finding out shit that they didn't mention. Yeah. So. And I just, I, I like doing stories that other podcasts aren't doing either. Yeah. Too. You yeah. You know, I mean, if you hear the same case a hundred times yeah 
And I'm, I'm giggling because um, the next case that we're doing is actually a very popular case because it was um, a request from Violet. Yeah. We are doing the Chris Watts case. Yeah. Now, I will tell you, I have already found some shit that I have never heard yeah. about this and case. Yeah, that's why I'm cool with this. So, and I mean, I've been creepy. doing... Creepy as fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah little paranormal wrapped up in here that will bring up. Holy shit. So watching, I watched the documentary again today, and I have been on the computer since. You just dropped your vape. Since I got up this morning. And this guy is like a world-class evil piece of complete dog shit. Yeah. And that's being nice because I, I cannot find the words to accurately describe him. Well, I watched the uh, the Netflix little documentary. Yeah. And yeah, he's... Now, I heard something on a podcast this morning, and I'm, I'm going to use it. And I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because it's fucking phenomenal. And from now on, I'm going to refer to Chris Watts as Chris Twats. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because that's what he is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, thank Not as you. cool as poop shoot. But. No, but still pretty good. I feel like twat's a very underutilized word. So, if I can find somewhere to use it, I'm going to. And I feel like this is perfect because... Twat waffle. Yeah. That's I mean, underused. This guy's a fucking monster. He's yeah. a monster. All for some, you know, all for another broad, actually, is what it... They, although, to do something like that, I feel like there's something underlying. Yeah. Who are you texting that you're so amused by? Jackson. Oh. <laughs> His text is hilarious. He kills me. <laughs> so, um, we're going to do Chris Watts. Um, I'm actually hoping we can at some point do it tomorrow. Tomorrow is Father's Day, though. So. Yeah, we could do it. I'm yeah. going to be sitting on the couch. Yeah, I mean, we're not... What what have I got going on? It's 100 degrees outside. I'm not fucking going outside. so fucking... I'm sweating again. You're still sweating. I'm still sweating, and I'm, like, fidgety because, yeah. It's a fucking hot flash. Your shirt is soaked. Menopause is a bitch. (laughs) And I'm wearing a Britney Spears shirt, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. I do like it. Yeah, hashtag free Britney. Yeah, I got to give you props on that. Yeah. I it's from her um, Baby Hit Me One More Time yeah. album. Yeah. I might Lucky. have to buy me one. Listen to the song Lucky. I used to have an Alanis Morissette t-shirt. Really? Yeah. She's one of those weird, like, vegan nature breastfeed till they're seven. I, I shouldn't say that. That's I'm sorry if I offend anybody. I went to her concert. I know you did. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. She was pretty good. She was good live. She's got a secret track on her Jagged Little Pill album. Yes. Phenomenal. Yeah. Love it. But Britney. Britney's where it's at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, hashtag free Britney. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll try to record tomorrow, if not. If I can get done. Yeah. If not, within the next couple of days. I think I should be able to get done, though, because... The hardest part, I'm trying to do, like, the early, you know, the early stages of the whole case. And that's yeah. what's hardest to research. Because, I mean, there's nothing, really, hmm. about them prior to the murders. Yeah. So, 
I'm well, looking though. I got faith and in I'm you. And I'm finding shit. Yeah, I got faith in you. So do some digging. Yep. Um I promise I'm gonna do the website this weekend because I need to put the Patreon link on it and yeah. all that stuff. So we are on Instagram um, yep. at DDUP underscore podcast. Yeah. We are on Facebook as Death Do Us Part. Yeah. We are on Twitter at DDUP Podcast. Yeah. And we have a Gmail, ddupodcast.1 at gmail.com. And I think we're discussing some merchandise. Yes. So if you do sign up or think about the Patreon uh, following us or what do you do? Well, I know know right now Craig is like high-fiving himself because he probably thinks we're making poop shoot (laughs) t-shirts. That will be one. It will be. be. Yeah. Um. What did you say? What am I? What? Merchandise. Yeah. That'll be like a Patreon thing. Yeah. So that'll be, it'll be Patreon exclusive, essentially, is what it boils down to. So we're, we want you guys to follow us. We want you guys to subscribe, um, whatever platform you're on that you can either follow or subscribe. Leave us a review. Yeah. We would love that. But some of the reviews like if you're giving us two stars tell me why yeah three stars like tell us why if if we could do something better or if you just don't like us then that's cool too yeah that's cool too if you don't like our swearing we're not going to change that yeah Yeah. um but if, if it's you know something that you know you think we could do a little bit better or would like to hear give give us some critiques yeah yeah um, we can take it. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Like when Kate was like, "You guys got a two star review," I was like, "What?" Like I, Son of I a. felt personally attacked by Regina George, so <laughs> I was very upset. Yeah, uh, but so that's where we're at. Um, please keep following. Please keep subscribing. Yep. Um, we'll we're. Hopefully, gonna get the Patreon up and running, but really, that's up to you guys. And you know what? Please. This was our tenth episode. Dun, dun, dun. Really? Yes, we oh, hit ten. Was? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm. I'm hot. Like I'm fidgety. Yeah, I could tell. So, all right, let's wrap this shit up. All right. Thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed it, and we will be talking to you soon. Keep on listening. Bye. Bye.